Hello, and welcome to the Fit Cookie Nutrition Podcast. My name is Holly Samuel, and I am a registered dietitian and certified personal trainer. And my goal with this podcast is to empower you with nutrition and exercise knowledge from various health and wellness experts and everyday runners to become the best, strongest, fastest, fit cookie version of yourself that you can be. Are you ready? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey friends and welcome to the show today. So I am so excited about today's topic, which is a part of the Nutrition for Runner series that I've been hosting on this podcast for the past few months now. And today's topic is hydration for runners. I considered putting hydration into a different topic that I'm going to cover later, which is fueling strategies for runners. But it's so important that I decided to make it its own episode, and then I was even more thrilled when I got today's guest to join me in helping me hash out this episode, which is Jeff Langenheim from Stage Hydration. You're going to hear all about Jeff's journey as an endurance athlete and also how he started to play a role in this startup hydration company, which launched in um, the fall, like late summer, early fall of 2020. It is a super cool product. I am an ambassador for them. And when they reached out to me last year, I was like, duh, (laughs) of course I will try this product. And then once I tried it, I loved it and hopped right on board. What really stuck out to me about Stage was basically the vessel and the ingredients. So the ingredients in this electrolyte um, hydration product for runners are totally dietitian approved. They are super clean. Pretty much everything in there is tolerated by pretty much everyone that I've ever worked with, um, which is super important. And also the vessel itself is super cool because you can basically adjust the concentration of electrolyte or just plain water that you want. And we're going to talk about it a lot more in the episode as one of the many, many options that are out there that you can use to fuel your hydration needs. But Jeff is just a wealth of knowledge when it comes to hydration for endurance athletes. So with that being said, let's jump right into today's episode. Hi, Jeff, and welcome to the Fit Cookie Nutrition Podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. Yeah, I'm excited to be here too. Nice to see you, Holly. Awesome. I know we um, connected on kind of like a small world basis. You reached out to me a little while ago about this cool new hydration product. And you were like, I think I remember you from your previous job. And we had already moved like about a thousand miles away from each other. So kind of a small world thing there. Yeah, I like that. I was just reaching out to try to find athletes who could help us test it. And then anybody that like had a profession related to sports or nutrition, you know, I was going to value their opinion, especially high. So when I saw you, I reached out and then I saw your pictures. And like you said, I was like, I think I know her. So yeah, definitely a fun small world thing. And I know your husband's too, because he and I used to lift weights together up here. So nice yeah. to connect. 
Yeah, such a small world. Like I remember, because I, I remember I was like, I need to look up a picture of this guy and see what he looks like. And I was like, oh yeah, I totally remember you. Because there was like that um, pretty small form, like morning crew versus evening crew at yeah. the gym I used to work at. <laughs> That's awesome. Awesome. Well, actually, let's just give an introduction. So if you could tell everybody um, listening who you are, where you're from, and what you do, that would be awesome because you are involved in some pretty cool things. Yeah, cool. Thanks. Um, so my name is Jeff Langenheim, and I'm the director of business developments for Stage Hydration, which is a brand new hydration brand. And we're really excited about it because it's pretty cool. Um, it has a lot of unique facets to it, one of them being the delivery system. So my role with this company is to help them launch this brand and also to not only launch it, but learn about how to communicate um, about our product, to find what audiences respond to different aspects of our you know, product communication and to help to develop some new products so that we can really take this thing and we can bring it out to the market and, and really help athletes and kind of do something different. And we're really hopeful that what we have and what we're trying to do will be really helpful um, and really unique and something that people haven't seen before. So that's kind of who I am and what I'm doing. Um, I have a background in a lot of different things, but I've been an athlete since I was a kid. I played on a lot of team sports. I was a cyclist, a hiker. I've basketball, lacrosse, football, you know. Sorry, I think you cut out there for a little bit. So I heard that you were an athlete your whole life. You liked to be a cyclist and you like to hike things. And then I heard basketball, lacrosse and soccer and you cut out for a pretty good margin of time. So okay. you, did, you did a lot of sports though because even the ones I did here was a lot of sports. So what, what else did I miss there? Oh no, so the only other one you missed was football. Um, oh geez, lots of big ones. Which I, which I played the most of. Um, and I actually, so I kind of had always been an athlete and eventually through several years of changing college majors, cause I couldn't decide what I wanted to be. I landed on exercise physiology. And at the time uh, I was playing in a semi-professional football league actually. And I was doing some of the strength and conditioning for the team that I was playing on. So that's what kind of landed me into this sports world. You know, I had time as a bike mechanic and as bike retail and I worked in manufacturing companies, but um, this has been a really cool opportunity for me because I get to blend a lot of my skills together with a lot of my passions. So it's been kind of fun. Wow, that's really cool. And that is quite the background. So you have like a lot of different um, experiences that you can take from. And then of course your professional experience as well after choosing your major. Uh, where did you go to school? You mean Orono? Oh, cool. Awesome. Yeah. They have a great exercise phys program. They um, do. It was great. I loved it there. It's like way up there, but it's, it's a good yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's really cool. And I'm sure you have a lot to bring to the table in terms of stage. So yeah, I mean, part of what I'm excited to talk about on this podcast today, of course, this is a podcast specifically for more like runners or different like endurance athletes. I've got, I know a lot of triathletes that listen or cyclists as well. Um, some people come from different sports backgrounds too. So I'm, I'm sure they can appreciate your insight 
there from going from more like school team sports to um, what I've heard my clients call like adult single sports. <laughs> um, that may be yeah. Um, but definitely helpful. And I think today we're going to talk a lot about, you know, hydration, um, what different like things to consider are for endurance athletes. And then also too, I definitely want to talk about, um, stage hydration as well. I was excited when you reached out to me because it was something that definitely was very unique in terms of the product, um, and how it's delivered. And I gave some samples to some of my clients to try and they were super pumped about it too. So, um, definitely want to make sure we bring up different products to use stage being one of the main ones that we can talk about today as well. Um, so just to get started, like, you know, what role do you feel proper hydration plays in endurance sports like running? Um, and maybe also to some of those team sports and how are they a little bit different? Sure. I think, so there's two primary roles that electrolytes play for an athlete. One is just in your cellular chemistry and your cellular metabolism. Um, you have to have these electrolytes to, to survive. Without them, you know, you'll die. A lot of your systems will fail. So that's one piece. But I think the piece that um, we'll talk, or at least that I'll talk more about, that's specific to runners and endurance athletes is more blood volume and temperature regulation for your body. So one of the really, really critical things that electrolytes do is they help us to retain water. And why that's so important is that it helps us to retain our blood volume. Um, so when you exercise, you know, your body heats up. And one of the ways that we maintain body temperature is through perspiration or sweating. And so your body moves blood actually to the skin to carry a lot of heat to the skin. And then it perspirates and that helps to carry the heat away. And as your blood volume drops, your body can't do that as well. And it also can't feel your muscles as well, feel your you know lungs as well. And it really kicks your heart into overdrive because your heart's trying to pump a lot less blood around to keep your body really working. So I think for endurance athletes, um, like runners or cyclists, maintaining that blood volume is really super critical to their performance, but also to just their general recovery and health. So that's, I think, uh, for, you know, your purpose, the more critical item for runners. Yeah, I love how you explained that. So like, just to, because um, you're an exercise phys person, you've taken a lot of science classes. So let's like get down <laughs> even more basic just for those listening. Um, because obviously, I understand what you're saying in terms of like blood volume and how it all affects that. So if someone is dehydrated, like what symptoms are they going to experience first when their blood volume is starting to not be as optimal? Well, they're definitely going to feel overheated. Um, and you'll notice mental clarity starts to go away. Cramping increases. Your skin is going to get really flushed. Um, your power output is going to go down. And just with that increase in body temperature, all of your systems aren't going to work as well as they used to before. So you'll get that, like people typically call it heat exhaustion, right? Because it just makes you feel physically exhausted when you're starting to dehydrate. So that's what a lot of people will feel. Yeah. I like to kind of, um, when I'm working with clients, almost kind of say, okay, like if we're starting to experience even like some of these symptoms, like we are in the weeds <laughs> already um, yeah. when it comes to hydration, right? 
That's a good point too, is that like, and it's maybe a topic that we'll get to later, but um, in terms of like the timing of hydration is that, yeah, once you realize that you're dehydrated, if you're still exercising, you're in the weeds, it's too late, you know? So you really need to be actively hydrating during your exercise. You know, it's not like wait until I feel dehydrated and then rehydrate and then continue with my exercise because you've already, it's a, it was a really good point, especially for somebody who's training, right? Cause if they got an hour to exercise, you don't want to have to pause and rehydrate and go back out. You really want to do it while you're exercising. Yeah, I think it probably um, like one of the biggest reasons people at like endurance race events probably end up like in the med tent <laughs> is because of dehydration. And this can happen too, which is a subject we'll talk about. This can happen year round. It's not just something that happens in the summer when it's hot out, it makes it a little yes. bit maybe more complicated in the summer, um, but it definitely can happen in the winter too. You know, you're located in New England. Like you said before, when we first were chatting, it's it's a little bit warmer there than it usually is, but it's still cold. Um, but we're still sweating when we're working out, whether we're inside or outside and hydration is still super important um, to practice mm -hmm. too. So can you talk a little bit about like defining, like, you know, just in layman's terms, exactly like what electrolytes are and what the components are of hydration? Sure. Yeah. Um... So just to keep it in layman's terms, electrolytes are elements or compounds that have a positive or negative charge that play a specific role when they're like in a solution with other chemicals in your body. So there's a lot of different things that can be electrolytes, but I think the thing to focus on is just that they have a positive or negative charge and that they play a really key role with all the other chemistry that's going on in your body. Um, so specifically for this conversation about hydration and with runners and endurance athletes, I think it's kind of good to break it into two categories a little bit. One is extracellular electrolytes, which means the ones that are actually like in your blood, in the water of your blood. And the others are intracellular electrolytes. And so those are the ones that are actually, you know, inside your blood cells and inside your skin cells and muscle cells and everything. Um, now they all transport through the blood, but when you go and you look, you know, inside of an athlete, you'll find them predominantly in one of those two places. So sodium and chloride are the two that you find um, extracellularly. Those are the ones that are in the liquid of your blood. And so those are the ones that you lose the most of when you sweat. And that's why most athletes really focus on sodium. Um, chloride doesn't get talked about as often, but they're one in the same, you know, it's typically delivered sodium chloride is table salt, right? So um, we'll just talk about them both together because when you sweat, you lose both of them. So you need to replace both sodium and chloride. And those are the two that play that really super critical role in blood volume, right? Those are the two that improve your kidney function and they tell your body to hold on to water, to keep water inside your cells, to keep water inside your body. So as you lose sodium and chloride, your ability to retain water also goes down. And that's actually, I think, a really big learning curve for a lot of athletes that don't use um, electrolyte drinks when they exercise, because everyone thinks, you know, water is what is found naturally. It's what our bodies are designed to use. And it's, it's the perfect solution. And in a lot of ways, they're right, because our bodies are designed to, to take in water. But there's a funny thing that happens when you sweat really profusely and you lose a lot of sodium and chloride 
you have to be replacing it. So normally you'd be replacing it with food actually. Um, but if you're out on a long run, you don't want to be eating a lot of food while you're running. So having a drink is an easier way to put that sodium and chloride back in. Um, and why that's so important is that when you lose the sodium and the chloride, and then you put the water back in without it, it actually speeds up how fast you continue to lose the water because now you're just further diluting those electrolytes in your body. So you may drink the water and then your body says, oh, now I'm properly hydrated. I have all this water. Let's move some of it through me. You'll actually start to sweat even more um, and, and that water will come out even faster. And with it will come out you know, all of the other types of electrolytes um, that aren't necessarily related to blood volume, but, but then are related to your intracellular stuff. So the other intracellular electrolytes, you know, the most popular one I think people talk about is usually potassium, right? Everybody associates potassium with kind of bonking and cramping because it plays a really critical role in your muscles, right? And how your muscles contract. So as you lose all these electrolytes and you're not putting them back in, now you not only are struggling with this blood volume topic and maintaining temperature, but also just in how your cells are functioning, right? So potassium, magnesium, calcium, phosphorus, a lot of these different electrolytes you also are losing in smaller amounts and you're also metabolizing them a little bit or at least consuming them through um, these chemical processes in your cells. And that's when people feel like, the bonking, you know, that's kind of what people will call it. It's like, man, yeah, I went for a two hour run and sometime around whatever, two hours, I just bonked and I got all these cramps and I just couldn't run anymore. My body felt like it was, you know, shutting down. And that's typically from electrolyte loss, actually. Um, and one of the things that I know we'll talk about later on, but that's worthwhile to kind of mention right now is that one of the reasons why it's so important to dose electrolytes is that your body doesn't have mechanisms to store them and release them, unlike fuel, right? So our bodies have a lot of systems that are designed to take in excess fuel and then store it as different various sources of energy, as muscle, as fat, as blood sugar to use later on when our reserves run low. But we don't have those systems for electrolytes. So if you get to that point, and your electrolytes are depleted, your body can't go pull them from something else. And so then you bonk really hard. Yeah, I love that you brought that up because I think that is a good point to like decipher the difference where, you know, I hear people all the time say, oh yeah, like I just ran like a marathon without any fuel and like, it wasn't the best, but I did it, you know, <laughs> which probably feels awful, but um, you know, you can still do it because you do have stored versions of fuel that your body can adapt to tap into when needed. You know, even the thinnest person will be tapping into something to get them, you know, basically out of that crisis and into more of a rest mode. Whereas with electrolytes, you know, it can really feel like you're smacking into a wall. Um, you know, if you're not repleting what's depleted because there's no storage at all. Exactly. Like, you have no reserve tank. <laughs> um, there's no reserve fuel. You need to get to the gas station immediately. Is kind of how I like to immediately. Put it. <laughs> like now, uh, like like 50 minutes ago, probably. Um, so I love that. You know, I love talking about electrolytes. And a, a blog post I actually read on Stage's website was all about how it can be more beneficial to um, like drink your hydration and electrolytes and then refuel by eating um, and that putting liquid nutrition 
fuel and electrolytes all together sometimes doesn't work out super well just because there's different levels of different things needed. Um, and a big piece of electrolytes and fuel for runners on my end is, okay, I know what people need to have, but what are they actually gonna do? And then what are they actually gonna tolerate? Um, and that can be you know, very different person to person. So yes. one thing we can, yeah, one thing we can start to talk about a little bit more is like just the timing of hydration, um, just to single it out from nutrition fuel, because I've talked in other episodes about when to time nutrition, but I want to talk about, you know, okay, what hydration timing should I be thinking about in a long run or a long effort? And what am I sure. trying, what am I trying to avoid? And what like goal am I trying to meet in terms of fluid loss? Yeah. And that's exactly the right way to say it is fluid loss. So uh, there's no, a lot of the sports industry and the nutrition industry wants you to think that there's like a, a one golden solution to everything. You know, everybody advertises their product as being the only product you're ever going to need. And it's just not the truth. All athletes are really very different and they're maybe doing different exercises or they're doing it in different climates or different times of the year. So even for the same athlete, what you need for different exercises or different times of year, um, it really varies. And so I think it's really important for people to kind of step away from this mindset of, you know, this particular thing is just my solution and more into being aware of their own body and of their own performance and actually learn more about uh, their needs. There are some scientific kind of standards that they would say based on a lot of testing. So one of the standards uh, that people have researched for sodium, because it's typically the most talked about electrolyte for hydration, is about 400 milligrams per strenuous hour of exercise. But where that gets blurry is like how big of an athlete, right? I'm a 240 pound guy and I still go out and I'll run 10 miles and I'm going to need a whole lot more than that than, you know, 150 pound runner is going to need. So it's really important to kind of, I think, learn your own needs. But in terms of timing for me, and I think what a lot of the science would show is that proper hydration is like a 24 seven thing. You know, you need to be doing it before, during, and after. Um, and I should actually probably listen to one of your podcasts about fuel timing, because I know with fuel timing, there's a lot more actual science to like when you should consume calories so that they're ready for your exercise. And that a lot of times while you're exercising, you shouldn't consume too many calories, at least from what I've learned, because it takes energy to do that. But it's not so complicated with hydration you know, you should be properly hydrated before you run. And then while you're running, you should also be hydrating. And then after you run, if you've dehydrated yourself, you should rehydrate back to, to square one. And that does so many things It it helps you recover faster. It helps prevent overuse injuries. It'll help you sleep better. It'll help you improve on all of your games. So that's why I think, you know, to me, the idea of proper hydration is like a really holistic 24 seven thing. It's not like, yeah, I only hydrate myself on workout days. It's like, you should hydrate all the time. This is like a, a really healthy thing to do. So. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I think too, like that can be said for fueling too, like in terms of long run fuel versus like, no, you need to have done this all day. I have people ask me often, like, you know, I had some gut issues on my long run. Do you think it was this goo that I tried? And I'm like, well, maybe, but what did you eat before your run? 
did you go to the bathroom? What was your hydration like? What did you eat the night before? Did you drink any alcohol? There's a lot more questions to ask that could have to do with one particular stressful gut event. Um, and I think hydration plays into that too, because a lot of the times, you know, we can't really absorb the electrolytes and the water we're using without also being adequately fueled. And if we're just taking in carbs without hydration, you know, that, that essential like sugary gel pit is just going to sit in your stomach and it's not really going to do anything if you're not taking it with water. So a lot of how I make this up specifically for people, you know, is all inclusive, but I like that you said you have to use different products for different people. If there could be like a one size fits all for everyone product that where I could say, just put this in a bottle and take it with you and you don't need to worry about anything else. That'd be super cool, but that doesn't exist for every single person. Um, right. So it's good to, like you said, have different tools in your toolbox that you can use in the summer versus the fall or versus the winter on a bike versus on the run because different things work at different times. And that's, I think, one of the really unique parts about our particular product. So, you know, a lot of what we've just been talking about is the, the hydration science itself and the, a lot of the critical electrolytes and a lot of what you need to be properly hydrated. But the other bit of it is really flexibility. Um, you need to be able to be flexible with your nutrition and your hydration so that you're dosing everything properly for the exercise. So, you know, one of the things that you had asked before that I, that I didn't address was, how do you know if you're hydrated or not and how much should you have? And there's kind of like a basic, you know, general rule of thumb. It's about 1% of your body weight of water loss is like the danger zone. So anything more than that, 2% or so, you're definitely dehydrating. And one of the ways that you can kind of think about that and maybe visualize it just to put it in layman's terms would be like a gallon of water is eight pounds, right? So if you're like a hundred pound runner, and you lose two pounds during your run, that's a quart of water. That's a lot of water that your body now does not have to circulate through and to keep you hydrated and to let nutri nutrients go through your gut. So, you know, if you're out on a run and you're a hundred pound runner and you come back from your run and you've lost three pounds or four pounds of water, I mean, now you're getting close to like a half gallon of liquid that your body is missing. Um, and that's really not good for you. You know, your systems are having to work so much harder to try and maintain um, their homeostasis, right? To maintain your balance of your body um, with all that less water. So that's one of those kind of learning yourself things that you can do is you can weigh yourself before your exercise and after your exercise, you know, and it's normal to see some weight loss during the exercise because you also don't want to be like drinking way too much so that you come back from your run heavier than when you left because then it's just excess you know but you really if you could be maintaining your weight or at least within that one to two percent loss range you're doing pretty good if you're going up over that you know you're definitely not hydrating well enough I really like that visual too. I haven't heard it explained that way before with the gallon, because you're right. If you picture that, it's like, oh my gosh, you know, you picture the, the person who gets off the spin bike and it's like totally drenched, you know, if you were to put that into a container, what, what would that look like? Um, it'd probably be pretty significant. So I like it explained that way. And I know like, you know, general sports nutrition research rule of thumb kind of says anywhere between like 16 and 24 ounces per hour what a runner is supposed to take in but probably not all at once <laughs> you know probably right. 
over the course of that hour, every like 20 to 30 minutes or so, but everyone's sweat ratio and like sweat loss, you know, tendencies are different and it's different during different times of the year. For females, I know it can be different even just throughout hormone cycles, um, which is super interesting. And that's why, like you said, doing kind of the pre-workout weight, you know, without any clothes and then the post-workout weight without any clothes can be a good way to specify that to you. And for every pound loss, you know, you should be replacing that with about 16 ounces of fluid and also electrolytes. <laughs> so that yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And food too, right? Because because uh, your food has a lot of electrolytes in it as well and a lot of other nutrients as well. So yeah, absolutely. And in terms of um, like different products themselves, the one thing I want you to speak to, because I get this question all the time and I'm sure you've heard this before, but wouldn't it just be plenty to refuel with coconut water? Yeah, no, not at all. Um, <laughs> because it doesn't have everything in it that you need, right? And that's kind of the problem, I think, with a lot of the advertised, you know, one size fits all solutions is that there are a lot of products out there. Um, like coconut water, man, it's great for a lot of electrolytes. Like potassium that has a ton. It has a ton of really great electrolytes in it, and it does. And, and honestly, I'll add coconut water sometimes into like a protein shake or something like that to give myself extra. Um, but it's really not a, a one-size-fits-all solution. Just like all of the typical exercise drinks, you know, like um, I don't want to bash them too bad, but like Gatorade, right? The classic hydration drink is actually mostly a sugar drink. If you really look at the ingredients, it, it does not have that many electrolytes. It has some sodium, which is pretty good, but it doesn't have a lot of others. And you know, that's, it kind of brings up this complicated topic about hydration and nutrition and fuel and, and how you kind of do all of it. And so one of the, the core kind of foundations for stage hydration actually is that our hydration drink is zero calories. It is only electrolytes. And we did that because we really wanted to just focus purely on this hydration topic and do the hydration bit the best. Because, you know, if you could focus on one thing that would absolutely improve your performance the best, it's hydration, you know, because like you said, you could maybe not eat, you can still get up and run, but if you didn't drink any water for a day and you tried to get up and run, you'd be hurting really bad. I mean, all of us know what a hangover feels like and a hangover is really just dehydration. So that's what we really wanted to focus on. And we really wanted to make it accessible for everybody to have elite hydration um, and really focus on hydration. And, Sometimes I have people who say, yeah, but I also need my drink to have carbohydrates in it. And I'll say, I understand because you do need fuel as well. Obviously, especially if you're an endurance athlete, you have to have fuel if you're doing long, long-term exercise, but dose them both appropriately, dose them both independently and based on your need. And kind of a good uh, example that I use for people is just think of going for a five mile run, you know, say it's a five mile run. It takes you a little bit less than an hour. And think about doing that on a hundred degree day or doing that on a 30 degree day. And really, you know, the body is going to do whatever it can to maintain temperature. So on the hundred degree day, that means you're going to sweat like crazy. You know, we all know what that's like to go for an hour long run on a hundred degree day. I mean, you are parched, but going for an hour long run on a 30 degree day, you'll probably sweat, but nowhere near as much as you'd sweat on that really hot day. But instead, what your body would do is it would burn a lot more calories just to keep your body warm. So if you had, you know, one source of hydration and fuel that you used for that summer run, and then that same source you used for your winter run, 
it's going to mean that for either one of those exercises, you were either getting too much hydration and not enough carbohydrates or not enough hydration and too many carbohydrates. So you should split them up, right? In the winter, hydration is is important, but so is nutrition, right? In the summer, it's important and so is nutrition. And you got to find the balance in each of those scenarios that makes the most sense for you. Yeah. And something that I think sets stage apart is that you can adjust, you know, what the concentration of electrolytes is in the solution, like on the fly while you're running, instead of having to go back to, you know, a big, a big canister of powder and, and do it that way. Can you speak to a little bit um, why that's beneficial and also how someone can know if they're say like a saltier sweater, that term goes around a lot than the average person and how they might know that. Yeah, I, and I'm really glad you asked that question because here I was like getting way too much into the science, putting on my old exercise physiology hat and, uh, and not thinking as much about, you know, the, this cool product that we're talking about right now, um, which is quite amazing. So the way that our product works, so we've talked about the formula, right? We've talked about the science of hydration and the importance of electrolytes and why you need electrolytes. But then the trick is like, how do you get them, Right. And so the easiest way to get electrolytes is to drink them. You drink them, you know, very easily and quickly. You can also eat electrolytes, right? Sodium and potassium. These things also come in food, but it's just more difficult to, you know, consume a thousand milligrams of sodium, like real fast, right? Can you imagine like taking a bunch of table salt down? So anyways, drinking them is the easiest way. And the way that we deliver it is we have this patented cartridge system and it's really neat. So we've got a specific lid that works on a water bottle and then this cartridge goes into the top of the lid and inside the cartridge there is a little fluid reservoir and it kind of looks like a little capri sun bag that's kind of what we jokingly say it looks like and it's full of a concentrated electrolyte mix and so what it does is when you pour water into the bottle it keeps that electrolyte mix separate from the water until you drink out of the bottle And then there's this small dial on the top. And what you can do is you can actually turn that dial to switch from pure water. So it it basically turns off that little reservoir of electrolytes and it's just a water bottle, or you can turn it all the way up to a very, very high dose where you're basically getting the strongest mixture of hydration formula. Um, And then you can turn back and forth, back and forth because the water inside the bottle, it always stays water. So the bottle also always stays clean. You don't have to mix it out all the time. And then you don't have to re-prepare your mix just like you were saying you know if you go out and you thought that it was going to be a 60 degree overcast day and ended up being a 90 degree sunny day and you sweat like crazy all you got to do is turn up the dial on our bottle and then get the electrolytes that you need you don't have to go home and remix your batch you know and then wash it all out afterwards so that I think is the piece that really sets us aside it's not only do we have this electrolyte mix that should perform with the best of the best but we also have this delivery system that allows convenience and adjustability that isn't available anywhere else on the market Um, and then it's going to let people figure out what type of hydration they need like you just said you know are you a salty runner are you not a salty runner it actually allows you to kind of experiment on the fly you know you can go out for a run on a hot day and you can use our product and you can set it to level five and drink the product and kind of see how that's rehydrating you. Or you can set it to level eight and drink the product and see how that's rehydrating you. And it really lets you do a little bit of experimentation with yourself and you can monitor your performance. You can monitor how much water weight you're losing throughout your exercise. You know, if you feel like you've been bonking, how fast you're recovering and you can kind of find out, you know, am I an athlete who needs more 
or less electrolytes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's so unique because, you know, you would either have to, you know, dissolve more tablets or you'd have to go get more powder or, you know, it's already in a bottle premixed for you. So you're kind of out of luck there with the concentration. Um, so stage is different because you can, you can manipulate what you want to be drinking. And, you know, for something like, like half or full or ultra marathon or endurance event training, you know, I find like, especially as the more serious you get into it, there's just like less stuff too that you want to be carrying. So if you were to have like, okay, I have like a camelback for my water and then I have a bottle for my electrolytes and then I have another bottle for my carbs or like I have several gels for my carbs and all of a sudden we have like an extra, you know, seven pounds of gear on us. Um, you know, it can be really helpful to say, okay, I have my electrolytes and my water and it is one and I can switch what I need from it and that I can carry my, my carb fuel, you know, in a different mechanism. And that just makes it a lot easier. Um, and two, like you said, you know, the, the typical electrolyte solution that I find at least that's, that's at races tends to be like the Gatorade endurance mixture. And that's only effective if it's mixed properly. <laughs> so you assume yeah, that, you know, you assume that the people who are volunteering, which are lovely people, because I can't imagine standing with like my arm out at a 90 degree angle for hours on end, but they're lovely, but you hope that they're mixing it correctly. Because if you were to get it and it's too strong or it's not strong enough, and that was your sole hydration, you know, purpose <laughs> on the course. And all of a sudden it's too diluted or it's too concentrated, you're going to end up with GI distress. So it's just nice to be able to have something to control yourself all inclusively. Yeah, and the other thing too that I find myself enjoying about the flexibility of our system is I can also adjust it to my flavor palette, which yeah. on a really long, for like any kind of really long run or really long bike ride, everybody knows you can get totally sick of whatever that drink is that you're drinking. And sometimes it's really nice to just have some water, right? Or kind of a diluted flavor. And so that's one of the really unique pieces that, that our product lets you do um, that I don't think anything else does, you know, cause you can turn it up and have a really strong shot of hydration formula with a very, very strong flavor. And then you can turn it right back down to water and kind of rinse your mouth out, you know, squirt a little bit on your face and you're not spraying a bunch of sticky, you know, hydration drink all over yourself. Like it's really, it's quite neat. So. Yeah. I think the flavors are spot on too. I like the blackberry one. Like there's some different ones too. It's not like you just have one option, <laughs> which is nice. Yeah. And we'll, we'll make more and more. I mean, that's, that's one of the nice things about doing this is that we can do seasonal things and we have a lot of flexibility. So I'm actually really looking forward to that. I want to do like margarita flavor and stuff like that. I think it'll be interesting. Please send that to me. I yeah. my favorite thing ever like the margarita shot blocks and like the, the lime and the salt at spot on. <laughs> yeah, spot on. I hear you. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And just to speak to as well, like the ingredients, you know, in terms of what I look at as a dietitian, um, again, like every runner is a little bit different. I have runners who are just like, they have stomachs of steel and it doesn't matter what they put into their body. They are fine. Um, and then I have runners who like smell something on the race course and they're like nauseous. So, um, you know, it kind of depends on the person, but what I find as a dietitian is some of the electrolytes, um, you know, they come in different, basically chemical forms and some are better tolerated and easier absorbed by um, some of my more sensitive runner, sensitive runners than others. Um, and stage tends to use those ones that are easier tolerated. So like you said, um, sodium chloride is always lost, you know, um, at the most in terms of electrolytes. So of course that is one of the first ingredients. 
Um, you guys also use sodium citrate, which is a different way it can be absorbed to help people get more of it, but also tolerate it better. Um, magnesium glyconate tends to be the version of magnesium, which is very important. That is not um, a laxative. <laughs> um, yes. I do, I do see some people saying, oh, magnesium's an electrolyte. Let me take, you know, a, max, a magnesium like oxide supplement. I'm like, oh my gosh, don't do that. Um, you know, yeah. you're going to need a bathroom <laughs> on the course. Um, and then as well, you know, you've got all of the other electrolytes in there that are also in easy, easy absorbed form, like monopotassium phosphate um, and the calcium lactate gluconate as well. And again, it's all, you know, it's all um, inclusive. There's not, you know, less potassium like there are in some of the more traditional sports nutrition products. So if you tend to be someone who does lose a lot of potassium, you know, again, like not to crush Gatorade, but the regular Gatorade that's out on the course may not really help you meet your potential um, versus something that has more potassium in it. Um, it does have stevia to sweeten it, which I know when you first reached out to me, I was like, that taste sometimes does not agree with me, Jeff. I don't know. This, this is very, very mild. And I think it's one of the best uses of stevia personally. Um, it's super mild. Like I didn't even know it was there. It just tastes like whatever the flavor is. Um, and what I like too, is that on your website, you have kind of various, um, like the number measurements of electrolytes per like the level on the dial that's adjustable. So for like a level nine, I remember it said that like the sodium would be like a thousand milligrams in that serving. Um, whereas more like a dialed back level, you can get all the way to zero because it's just water. Um, so for someone who is like the average Joe and maybe they're taking in between 400 and 500 milligrams, you know, and that's probably what their needs are. They could be somewhere more in the middle. We had someone like my husband who's super salty um, and tends to drench also anything that he touches after working out. Um, you know, he, he tends to benefit from more of the heavier, like the level nine or, or um, level, like the highest levels, eight, nine, and 10. Um, and that tends to be helpful. So something I like to just looking at it from a dietitian's perspective is those are all the ingredients. You know, there's no dyes. Um, you know, there aren't any extra like artificial sweeteners. Um, I've seen sugar alcohols and hydration before, which blows my mind because that would cause GI distress. So these are all just things that I look for when I'm talking to someone who's maybe more sensitive in terms of their gut of what's going to like trigger a poor reaction. Um, so that's why this one's dietitian approved. Um, <laughs> there's others as well, you know, but this is a really great one in terms of the vessel and also the ingredients. Yeah, thanks for that. I mean, we worked really hard at it. And, and I think something that I, I haven't mentioned yet, which I have to make sure to mention is that when we set out to make this hydration formula, we really wanted it to be the best, right? We really wanted it to be very good. And so we reached out to this um, individual, Dr. Bob Murray, and it's a name, you know, most people might not know, but he was the director and co-founder of the Gatorade Sports Science Institute back in the 80s when, you know, they were writing the book on hydration. So we went to one of the industry's best hydration scientists and we said, if you could do a hydration drink, you know, how would you do it and what would it look like? And that's exactly what stage hydration is. And a big piece of it was just like you said, was making it clean and digestible. It was like not filling it with a bunch of crap that just sells it to people because it's some sort of gimmicky sweet 
you know, colorful drink. Uh, you know, our drink, it's gluten-free, it's dairy-free, it's vegan, it's keto-friendly. Um, like you said, it uses stevia as the sweetener, but we went out and we found the absolute most premium stevia that we could find so that we didn't need to use sugar alcohols um, because we didn't want it to give people GI distress. And um, it's funny, I think that you know, in terms of a hydration performance, we have sent it out to a lot of different athletes, including yourself. You know, we've sent it to over a hundred athlete testers mm -hmm. and we've now got a team of ambassadors, um, including yourself who are out there, you know, competing and, and showing this to people and sharing it with people. And some of them are competing at a really high level. And I've had a few of them ask me like, are you sure that there's no carbohydrates or there's no caffeine in this drink? Because when I'm drinking it during my training, I'm feeling, you know, a boost of ex of energy. And I'm saying to them, I think that what you're feeling is just proper hydration. I think that you're really just feeling well hydrated and not bogged down and you're not getting GI distress. And that's really what you're feeling. And, and they all kind of just look at me like I'm crazy. And I'm like, no, I'm serious. You know, so that's, I think one of the really cool bits is like, we, we have this unique crossover of, of this elite hydration formula in this easy kind of adjustable delivery system, which I think is, you know, why it'll, it'll change the sports hydration market. Yeah. And something I, that I like to like emphasize too, with, with clients and with people who I talk to about sports nutrition is like, if you get, you know, your nutrition strategy and your fueling strategy for your endurance event and your training really like fine tuned, and it's pretty much as good as it could be for you. Like you're not going to be, you would Kipchoge, like you're not going to all of a sudden take an hour, you know, off of your marathon time overnight. But if you don't have it fine tuned, you could not finish your rice. You could be in the med tent. So, you know, it is kind of like, okay, this is, you know, truly important so that I can perform and perform well, and maybe do cut some corners in terms of like, you know, my training actually working and me actually having a good performance on race day, because as we know, with endurance events, you know, it feels like you put in so much work for like three hours on one day and that's the day that counts. Um, so like having a nutrition strategy is going to make you perform your absolute best. You know, it's not going to, you know, rocket ship you out of the park, um, but it is going to make you perform your absolute best. And I actually love those comments from the other ambassadors and athletes because I felt the same way. I was like, are you sure there's no sugar in this? Like it doesn't taste like it's sweetened with stevia. It just tastes like a good drink. I'm, I tend to be super picky about um, adding things to my, to my water. Um, and it was something that I found easy to take too. And like you said, the benefits of proper hydration, I think a lot of us are just not used to experiencing because most of America is not drinking enough water and they're not even thinking about electrolytes, you know, especially if they're newer to the endurance world. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's like myself. I became a runner in this last year with COVID because my gym closed down. And, uh, you know, one of the very first things that I noticed was like, I'd go out for a long run and I'd come back and I'd be like seven or eight pounds lighter because I'm a pretty big guy and I'd feel horrible. So now I started bringing a bottle or a hydration bladder. And um, yeah, it's just like, even to me, right? I should know better. I studied exercise physiology. I've been an athlete for most of my life, but I'm just now becoming an endurance athlete. And I'm realizing how critical this topic is, especially for endurance athletes. Mm -hmm. So everybody yeah. can learn something new. 
Yeah. And like you said, it's, it's foreign. If you're not used to, to doing it, why would you think to bring something with you on the run? It's like annoying, you know, it's annoying to take whenever I remember used to see people like with gummies or whatever on the side of the road running. Cause I, that was before I was a runner and be like, why are they eating while they're running? Doesn't that defeat the purpose? And I think that speaks to why I thought people exercise in the first place. And now I have different views, but um, you know, it is kind of like a foreign concept until you're in it and you're like, that's why people bring all this stuff with them <laughs> on the road. Yes. <laughs> um, so in terms of the topic today too, which is of hydration, of course, like let's focus a little bit in this last bit here on winter hydration. So like, what are some of the biggest mistakes you see people making? Um, and you explained it really well, like what happens between heat versus cold with like body burning more calories versus losing more water. But what's the biggest mistake you see? The biggest mistake that I see people make with winter training is that they equate hydration purely to sweating. And they think that they only lose water from sweating because you actually lose a lot of water through respiration, just from breathing. And in the wintertime, we're exercising indoors a lot in much drier air, and we're really losing a lot of water. And of course, we're also sweating because it's heated typically in these places and we're sweating a lot. But because we don't feel overheated and we don't feel really sweaty like we did in the summertime, we really don't take hydration super seriously. And I think sometimes we also don't take fuel very seriously either. I see that a lot of times with athletes, and maybe you run into this more, but I see people that use the winter time as kind of like their, you know, get their beach body back type of a season where they like specifically focus on, you know, cutting weight or, or doing this or doing that. And they really just, I think, miss an opportunity to make themselves genuinely better and stronger for the next year. You know, they could take hydration much more seriously. Like, yeah, you might not have sweat so much, but you still lost the water and you still lost the electrolytes. So make sure you put it back, you know, make sure you're putting back the carbohydrates that you're burning. Um, make sure you're recovering well, that you're sleeping well, that you're not dealing with overuse injuries because nobody wants to get to the first race of the year and not be able to compete because they have like an overuse injury from, from their winter training. So yeah, that's a really common thing is like you see people, and, and I even see it here in New England, right? Because we're, we're introducing this product to the, New, to the New England market first. And we went around and we kind of launched, you know, in the late summer. And a lot of places were saying, oh, yeah, but, it, you know, it's the fall, it's the winter. You know, people aren't interested in a hydration product. And I'm like, oh, but they should be, you know, like unless they're taking the winter off and they're going to do absolutely nothing until next year, whenever they're exercising at all, they should be taking hydration seriously. So um, it's a really big, you know, misconception, I think, is that you only need it for hot days. It's like, no, if you're exercising at all, if you're breathing, if you're moving, you need to focus on replenishing what your body is using, which is carbohydrates and electrolytes and water and protein and all of it together. So I hope that, you know, one of the pieces of kind of our dialogue that we're trying to use as a company is this idea of, you know, 24-7 hydrating. And this idea of adjusting the level of electrolytes, you know, so that you can have kind of your training level and your race day level, but then you can also have your recovery level of electrolytes and just using this product to try and hydrate, you know, throughout the day and year round, you know, so that they're healthy all the time. Yeah. And like you said, they can always dilute it less if needed, but I like that you brought up because I, I felt this a lot um, in New England and down in the South as well, but like 
you know, if you're going inside to train, like you're, you're going into a dry, warm environment, that's probably between 68 and 72 degrees, you know, it's, it's a pretty, that's a pretty warm day for a lot of runners, if they were like doing something at race effort, especially, so we should be taking it seriously. And indoors too, you're stationary, it's a great opportunity to try new things, because you can just pop it on the treadmill, pop it on the bike, try it, if it doesn't go well, the bathroom's right there, like it's a really good yeah opportunity to try new things yeah you mentioned the awkwardness of running with a water bottle well not on a treadmill mm -hmm. quite easy actually to run with a water bottle on a treadmill because you can just put it right there and have your good run and hydrate while you're doing it I mean you might get your best runs in right there because you're properly fueled and hydrated yeah and then you can take what works and literally run with it you know when the warmer weather comes and you can you, you don't have to mess around with that because you already know what works for you and you know you can adjust it as necessary with the warmer weather but that's funny that some of the the response um from when you guys launched in the late summer was that people won't care about it because it's cold which is probably true but like you said you really wish that they cared about it more because it's important year-round yeah um well, awesome. I mean, this was a lot of great information. I think, you know, some key takeaways people can can take from this episode on hydration is that, you know, hydration is important year round. Your needs might change between like the winter and the summer. We need to think about electrolytes and fluid um, and that, you know, there's a lot of different ways to get both of those things in the proper dilution for your specific needs, but a really cool way to get it um, where it's adjustable is using something like stage, which is the only, you know, product that kind of exists in that specific vessel, um, with great ingredients too. Um, and also too, that, you know, the signs of dehydration are not pleasant. And if you're feeling those it's too late. So we need to make sure we're hydrating, you know, before the race even starts through the cool down. And when you finish, um, is there anything else that you wanted to add before I ask the end of the podcast question? No, I think that we really covered a lot. And it's been actually really nice to have you kind of on our team, helping us as an ambassador and also helping us as a tester, because you have this professional skill and this professional knowledge. So um, it's been really validating for us that you approve it and that you like it and that you use it, because it means that we're doing the right thing. So um, a lot of appreciation for you as well. Oh, happy to do it. Obviously, it's a great product. And the clients I've sent it to, I've sent it to like a volleyball player who's now becoming a runner. And I've sent it to like a half marathoner and a lot of Peloton people absolutely love it. Um, so I think it's, you know, it's a pretty, um, it's a product that's adaptable to all different sports, which makes sense given you're on the team and you've done all of the sports pretty much. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. And I'm glad to be a part of it. <laughs> um, well, the end of the podcast question, which I don't think I warned you about ahead of time, but basically you are crossing the finish line of like your ideal race. Everything's going swimmingly. What song is playing to embody what you're feeling as you cross the finish line? What song? <laughs> that song, I'm feeling good. You ever heard that? I think Michael Buble did a cover of it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. He did. I can't, I'm not sure who... Who the original was. I don't think it was Aretha Franklin, but it might have been. But I'll have to look that up. I make a playlist with all of these songs because it's like the best feel-good playlist ever. There's like Rocky theme music on there, a lot of ACDC. Um, I think there's been some Taylor Swift. So I'm going to look that up and add it to the playlist. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a nice one. Yeah, it's great. And especially like 
on my drive home, you know, when I've gone for my run or my big bike ride and I get in the car, I just like crank that right up and I'm feeling good. That's awesome. I love it. Well, that's a great answer. I appreciate your time to come on the podcast and talk all about hydration and the awesome product that you represent at stage. And I will talk to you soon. Sounds great. Thanks, Holly. You're welcome. Bye. Jeff, thank you so much for coming on the show today to help me hash out this very complicated topic of hydration needs for athletes and in particular, our focus on runners and endurance athletes. It was amazing to have your wealth of knowledge on the show, and I really appreciate your um, work that you're doing with Stage Hydration. If you guys want to find Jeff or Stage Hydration, you can head over to www.stagehydration.com, or you can follow them on Instagram, which is just at Stage Hydration, or of course, you can see the link in the show notes if you're looking to access that. If you're looking for highly individualized nutrition coaching one-on-one with me, and you're interested in really bettering your relationship with food and also your performance as a runner so that you'll have longevity in this sport, I invite you to head over to fitcookienutrition.com where you can set up a free discovery call to learn more about working with me one-on-one. Also, I wanted to make sure I mentioned that if you are a self-paced learner and you want a resource that has the A to Z exact roadmap of everything you need to know and how to implement it as a runner to, you know, basically have the best running experience you can in 2021 and beyond. My runner's roadmap course is available and live. So head over to fitcookienutrition.com to check that out. As always, guys, thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. And if you're enjoying this podcast, I would really appreciate a rating and review on the podcast hosting site in which you're using so that honor brothers just like you can find the show and benefit from all the cool info we're talking about here. Until next time, guys, happy running. Yeah.